Hey everybody, and welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I am Eli. And I'm Lyle. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a Halo. Because sometimes I feel that we don't quite live up to the it doesn't have to be about anime subtitle to Anime Stroganoff. It's true. So, I've been thinking about Halo a whole lot recently. Uh, I've been playing some Halo recently. Uh, Halo recently got a TV show on Paramount. So, I guess we're at least somewhat relevant. Hooray! Uh, spoilers from this point on, from games that came out between 20 years ago and, like, six months ago, so. <laughs> and for a sh and potentially for a show that is currently airing. But, uh, yeah, Halo, um, I was about to explain what Halo was, but who doesn't know what Halo is? I don't, says the small voice in the back of the crowd. All right. What is what is Halo? Um, Halo is a game franchise. I promised myself I wouldn't get into like Halo deep lore today. So good Cliff Notes version. Uh, Halo is a video game franchise, primarily starring a guy named Master Chief. Well, actually, his name is not Master Chief. That's that's already an error. His name is is John One One Seven. Uh, his rank is Master Chief Petty Officer. People just call him he'll just call him Chief though. But uh, by so so you got Chief, and in the far off future, humanity is at war with a genocidal race of aliens that seek to destroy humanity, because a very long time ago this ancient race of aliens called the Forerunner blew up the galaxy to stop an even more ancient race of aliens that had become something called the Flood from destroying the galaxy. And then, after having blown up said galaxy, all the other species that were, like, in it at the time, they, like, devolved to, like, save them and place them in, like, protection on various planets. And they chose one of them, humanity to be the reclaimers to reclaim the mantle of responsibility of like you know ruling the entire galaxy and that did not mesh with the covenant religion and so they declared a war of genocide against humanity that is like five percent of the lore <laughs> I, I feel like you skipped over a few things like mentioning that the covenant is the genocidal alien race did didn't i well, you, you said there's a genocidal aliens, and then you called them the Covenant. Yeah, they're, they're the Covenant. They're, they're genocidal yeah. aliens coming to kill humans because the prophets who lead the Covenant want to go on a great journey and ascend to a higher plane of existence. But they're worried that their power and like religion will be fractured if people find out the truth about humans being the true reclaimers of the Forerunner legacy. And this isn't Deep Lore? No, 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 no. <laughs> it gets worse. Fantastic. 
I said how like the precursors became the flood. The process for that and how that all happened, I'm not getting into. <laughs> the reason why humanity was chosen to be the reclaimers, I'm not getting into. <laughs> Pretty much anything about the forerunners, other than the fact that they blew up the galaxy, I'm not getting into. Right, so, uh, I actually, about a year and a half ago, I picked up the Master Chief Collection, uh, on PC, when they, when they, they finally put all the other Halo games on PC as part of the Master Chief Collection, um, and that's the, the main three Halo games, ODST, which is a Halo 3 spinoff, Halo Reach, which is a prequel, and it has Halo 4 in it. Uh, yeah, so it's most... It, it's it's all the Bungie Halo titles, plus Halo 3. Um, uh, so I, I played through all of the Halo games in chronological order. Um... Let's backtrack a little bit. My first exposure to Halo, I'm not like a super Halo fan. I like Halo. I enjoy Halo. I've read some of the Halo books. I know some of the Halo deep lore. Um, I, that's, that's about the extent of it, though. So, but my first exposure to Halo was uh, through, actually it was through the news, in all honesty. Uh, I don't know if you remember when Halo 3 came out. They had a huge marketing campaign for it. I vaguely remember that. Like insane. It's it's in my opinion uh, one of the best marketing campaigns for any product ever. Um, it's truly amazing. The 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 believed campaign. They got like actual like live action actors and they made like fake museums dedicated to the. Human Covenant War, like, you know, 50 years later, you know, people talking about the events of the games, like, their historical events and all sorts of stuff. It was, it was awesome. But everyone's, like, freaking out, like, oh, like, all the news is like, oh, like, Halo 3, don't let your children, you know, skip school to play Halo 3. Uh, and then, like, other people say, you know, Halo, you know, you know, is this going to finally make video games profitable for Microsoft? Blah, blah, blah. Weird stuff in 2007. <laughs> But um, but yeah, and then obviously red versus blue, uh, which led me to you know like vaguely getting into Halo a little bit, playing some of them and stuff. Uh, my first direct like jumping into Halo, Halo was Halo One. Like the like the original Halo One, uh, I think we might have mentioned this. There was a guy in our high school, yeah, who had Halo One on a USB stick. Yep, and he'd basically just go around like, "Hey, like you got a laptop? Do you wanna? Do you want Halo?" <laughs> it was it was hilarious. Everybody in my uh, CAD class had if it had Halo by the end of the by the end of the year because we all had flash drives, so we're just like copy over and now it was awesome yeah now we can all play halo together 
you know, I this was back before I, you know, respected intellectual property rights. But um, you respect intellectual property property rights. Now I do. Okay. <laughs> what? Nothing. I mean, it was technically video game piracy. We're not getting into that. We're uh, we are not at fault here. <laughs> you can't prosecute so... us. This is past the statute of limitations. I plead the fifth. <laughs> and the third. Uh, anyway, so I spent my senior year during finals. I exempted all my finals. I took my, I brought my laptop. I brought an Xbox gamepad. I brought my headphones. And I played, while everyone else was taking tests, I played Halo. And it was, it was glorious. Halo 1, the first one, it was just, it was a, it was beautiful. It was a masterpiece. And then, you know, many years later, you know, pick it up a couple years ago, a year and a half ago, like I said, Master Chief Collection. And I basically said to myself, you know, I was thinking, was Halo that good? Or was I just bored out of my mind attending public high school? So I played them in chronological order. I started with Reach. Then I played uh, Halo 1, the remastered editions. It, the remastered editions actually look pretty nice. Uh, then remastered Halo 2, uh, Halo 3 ODST, because it's actually takes place during the events of Halo 2. Uh, then Halo 3, and then after a while I played Halo 4. Halo 4 wasn't very good, but the the main Halo games were truly amazing. Had their ups and downs, lots of critiques I would give for each game. I actually mentioned this to you. I gave you a play-by-play with each game as I played it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was a good-ass experience. And this was this was years after. Like I, Another time I tried like getting into Halo was with I played played some of Halo 4 when it came out wasn't great. Um Halo 5, they had the Hunt Down the Chief, or was it the the Hunt the Truth campaign? Hunt I, the Truth. I think it was Hunt the was. Truth. Yeah. It was like, you know, oh like shit's going down. Master Chief is really evil now and blah blah blah, blah all this stuff going on. And they're like, oh dang. Like how did we get from the ending of Halo 4 to that? So, I don't think I've ever been more thoroughly disappointed in my life. Oof. Halo 5 was awful. Uh, and then Halo Infinite was announced. And I'm like, so you're just not going to bother numbering them anymore? I guess after six installments, that's fair. And then I saw some more stuff about it. I'm like, so you're just going to pretend... That Halo 5 never happened. That's what it basically looked like. I'm like, alright. I'm willing to pretend it never happened if you're willing to pretend it never happened. Uh, I don't think your game's gonna be good, but, uh, you know, props for acknowledging that you made trash. (laughs) And then Halo Infinite came out, and I went, I'm like, alright. You know, I might... This was this was after I'd played through the entire Master Chief collection and was like born again as a Halo fan. 
uh, I'm like, all right, you know, Halo 5 was crap, but the Master Chief Collection was good. I'm willing to give Halo another shot. So I started watching a Let's Play and I stopped about an hour in because it actually looked pretty good and I bought it and I played it and I 100%ed the campaign in about 16 hours. It was pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's kind of an understatement. Um, yeah, just a bit. Halo Infinite, as good as Halo was in its prime. Uh, maybe not on par with Halo 3. But uh, my, my favorite Halo games are Halo 1 is in first place. Halo 3 is in second place. Halo Infinite took third. It's good. The campaign is is great. Uh, Speaking as someone who's only played the multiplayer, I I think the game is really, really good as well. The multiplayer, yeah, the multiplayer is fun. It's 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 you know a nice little twist on Halo multiplayer. I'm not I'm not a huge multiplayer guy. I play games for the story. Uh, maybe I'm weird for that, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, not not the weirdest. No, but um, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with this episode. When yeah, when we, I can tell when we started. But um, when I was looking for just like I wanted to watch a few of the old Halo trailers. Dang, they the if the Halo Three marketing campaign again, it was amazing. And Paramount put the entire first episode of the Halo TV series online for free on YouTube. You can just watch it. But why would you? Um, well, I said to myself, you know what? You thought Halo Infinite was going to be bad. And it turned out to be really, really good. Everyone says that the Halo TV show is bad. But how bad could it be, really? <laughs> so, before you go into that, actually, uh, I was sending you, like, a few articles here and there of reviews, and it's it was interesting to see, like, the initial reactions were, this is really bad. Like, from a viewpoint of someone who likes the games. Uh, but then, like, other places were like, yeah, it's it's not bad, it's interesting, it's enjoyable. But then those are also coming from a decidedly non-game gamer background. Yes. So, anyways. Here's the thing. With Halo, a franchise that's 20 years old, that this November will become old enough to drink. Alright? Halo, one of the largest video gaming franchises of all time. And it gets a, it gets a, a, a TV adaptation. What do you think the level of quality should be? Because to me, it should be like an amazing show, like a must-watch. I would say, like production-wise, at least like Game of Thrones level. Yes, like, you got to throw money at this thing because people are gonna watch it, and people are gonna be really, really nitpicky about it. 
it is aggressively mediocre. Uh, the first like fifteen minutes, I'm like, all right, that's it's really dumb. Like this is this is really stupid, uh, but it's cool. This is like, oh, it's Halo, yeah. And then I'm like, all right, that is some incredibly aggressive thing. So they're like, you know, oh, Master Chief ripped the gun off the vehicle and used it like a like a fired it from the hip like in the games. I'm like, yeah, like in the games, yeah, yeah. I think I did that once or twice. <laughs> uh, and then after that, it was just it's increasingly declined. Of like, I, th- I think they straight up admitted that they didn't really play the game until they did this because. I'm sitting there going, why is Miranda Keys have like a braided hair bun? And also, why is her job seem to be like, why is she doing some weird science shit for Oni? Like, she's a, she's like, she commands a ship. She's like an awesome naval commander. That's her entire thing. She was, she was, she was like a super badass in the thing. No, she's a scientist, but I don't know what the hell she like studies something to do with foreigner artifacts she studies science oh. come on dude this is a mainstream television series Halsey's scientists blonde? don't have specialties they just study science <laughs> like Halsey's blonde for some reason like I get that you couldn't get everyone to look exactly like they did in the video game but hair dye I, I feel like uh hairstyles and hair colors and other aesthetic uh, parts of a character can be uh, overlooked malleable. in certain cases. Yeah, it's malleable to a certain extent. And like <laughs> and like I just said earlier, people, people are going to be really, really nitpicky about this because we have such a long history behind this series. Yes. Like, and it takes place since it's, it is not canon with like the games. Yeah. I, I like they Alva outright state that it says based on the Halo video game universe. Uh, Not even based on the games, just based on the universe. <laughs> yeah, like I said, they didn't really like play them. I'm pretty sure. Wow. I'm um, like, uh, why does everyone see like it's one of those things where I'm like, when in exactly can is this supposed to take place? Because, like, the insurrection's still going strong, apparently. Which would point to early Covenant War. Uh, but everyone knows who the Spartans are, which didn't happen until, like, mid to mid-Covenant War to try and boost up morale. And then, like, no one knows what the Forerunner is, but the whole war started because of, like, Forerunner artifacts and everything. And uh, Chief's already a Master Chief when he, like, wasn't at the start of it. And also, you know, uh, Keys is in it, and I, I feel like that's worth it because uh, Commander Keys, not the Commander Keys from the first game, the Miranda Keys, uh, his daughter, who ended up actually being kind of overshadowing her dad, um... She was born when the war started. The war, the Covenant War lasted 27 years in Halo 3. Wow. She was born when it started, and she died the day it ended. Uh, Damn. Master Chief, I think he's like 46. 
when I think he's like 46 by the time of Halo 4. But like, like she's in it, so it's like, all right, so she's like in it and has her career going, so it's mid to late Covenant War, and it's just a mess. So what exactly happens in the first episode? Fuck all. <laughs> they like were introduced to this to Qua Quan. I don't remember. She's like the oh, like the character we're supposed to emotionally connect to. Um she I think she's, she's the like she's getting, the baby Yoda. I guess. Um <laughs> the the character who upon whom Master Chief imprints and becomes a father to. Because that's kind of just a default plot in media today. But um yeah, so you know, we open up like insurrection base. They're all talking about like Spartans are literally on the news broadcast again, so it just makes it weird as to when this is going on. Then they then she goes out with her friends. I have no idea how old she's supposed to be. Like she's vaguely young. Uh, then she's out doing drugs in the woods with her friends, and then the Covenant attack and they massacre the entire settlement of insurrectionists, right as. Uh, Master Chief and Silver Team show up. Don't know who the fuck they are. Master Chief rolled with Blue Team, all right? Get it right. Red Team for life. <laughs> uh, kill all the Covenant. Recover the mystery artifact. It's a Forerunner artifact. Then he starts having like flashbacks to his suppressed memories of his childhood, which... Yes, he was kidnapped as a child to be turned into a super soldier. They didn't suppress his memories. He fully remembers what happened to him. It's just, again, like, by the time of Halo 4, he's a 46-year-old man. It's literally in his past. And then... Literally nothing else really happens. Like, they go to take the girl to the place... To shoot a propaganda video like, hey, insurrectionists, like the UNSC is awesome. Totally like help us fight the covenant. Uh, but then like they're like, oh, she told us to go fuck ourselves, so now we're just gonna have to kill her because no witnesses, right? What? And Chief, who has like uh been influenced by the artifact to have flashbacks to once having a loving family, and there's a dog, like picket fence, everything. <laughs> uh, he's just like I can't let this girl die. Uh, <laughs> you know. You know my my assumption would would not be oh this girl's gonna die. My assumption would be oh they're gonna kidnap her and then turn her into a Spartan like me. <laughs> and I don't want that to happen for reasons. I'm pretty sure she's too old to be turned into a Spartan. Okay, semantics. Spor what like a Spartan Spartan three then four how. I know there's like a bunch of generations. There are there Spartans. are multiple generations of Spartans. There's the Spartan ones, which were normal adults that were augmented to try and make them just better. Uh, that was the basically the practice run for the Spartan twos, where they kidnapped a bunch of children with the like the they with like perfect genetics. Like all right, they need to have like no genetic flaws. Blah 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 blah. Like we have to get like all the billions and billions of people. We can only get like a small handful of children that fit the bill. And we're going to inject him with enough growth hormone to kill a man <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> and so that created the Spartan 2s. 
the Spartan threes was uh like shit shit guys like these Spartans are awesome, but like we can't make more. <laughs> like <laughs> like th- th- it's too expensive. There's no way to do it, and we need. And we don't just need more. We need to send them on missions that they're probably not going to survive. So why don't we kidnap more children, but, like, less perfect children? And then we don't need to augment them as much, but we also don't care if they die in the process. Then we can just send them on suicide missions. Okay. Then the Spartan 4s was, like, all right, guys, we've, we've perfected our technology. We no longer need to kidnap children. <laughs> We can do this to consenting adults. Hooray! <laughs> of course, the Spartan 2s are, I'm pretty sure, like still like better, but, you know, Spartan 4s are good enough. Fair enough. Anyway. It, yeah, the, the, the series is just bad, and then he goes and they activate the artifact, and they're gonna go and do a thing. It doesn't make sense. The Covenant have a pet human that they keep on hand. To do a thing? That wasn't in the games, was it? No. Again, they're literally waging a war of genocide. I mean, to be fair, it's like implied to be like because she can activate the artifacts, but like the prophets know humans can activate the artifacts of the Forerunner, which is why they started the war in the first place. So basically, it's the, a the mess. more you think about this, the less it makes sense. The less it makes sense. It's one of those things where they just threw in a bunch of elements from the games and canon and stuff, and we're like, see, we paid attention, but then you're just wondering, like, I get that this is not the mainline universe, but I, I, I don't like where you're going with this. Uh, it actually reminds me a lot of Halo Infinite. Because my first impression of Halo Infinite was like, oh, hey, there's a squishy, you know, pelican pilot who, like, rescues Chief and then takes him down to the new Halo installation in Halo Infinite that they're on and, like, gives backstory and he, like, flies you around like Faux Hammer from the first game. Uh, hence why people call him Bro Hammer. Um... But Echo 216, also known as Asparza, uh, I literally, as soon as I saw him without a photo of his family, I audibly groaned, and I said to myself, oh god, we're supposed to emotionally connect with this man, aren't we? <laughs> I I was honestly, I had such a low impression, like, oh god, we have to connect with him, and then we're gonna have to save him from danger? Because he's, like, the, the emotional core of this, because, you know, Chief is kind of an emotionalist metal slab. But, um... No, I... He... Uh, Esparza really grows on you. Some people, he didn't, but... Uh, he really does grow on you, because... He's... First off, he, he does kind of represent the, like, you know, normal people of the Halo universe who don't have armor on them that can shrug off plasma fire. And, 
you know, has to actually worry about dying and can't go on epic adventures. But, um, yeah, he he's the he's the squishy human who has to try and put up with Chief's adventures, and he just wants off the Halo. He's like he's one hundred percent done with the Halo before you even reach the Halo. Probably after you know after the USSC Infinity got destroyed and ev almost everyone on board died and got like presumably at least a few of them were eaten because brutes eat people. They they eat basically anything and people's on that list. Um. Yeah, he just wants to go home. And honestly, at first I'm like, all right, so he wants to go home to his family. No, he doesn't want to go home to his family. Well, he does want to go home to his family, but he can't because they're already dead. They've been dead the entire time. Uh, he doesn't. He so he. That's why he's on the Infinity in the first place. He's not even a military pilot. He's a civilian contractor who stole a Pelican because the Banish attacked the Infinity started, like, massacring people and throwing them out the airlock. And he's like, hmm, yes. I'm going to get as far away as physically possible from this situation. <laughs> and... Look, I what, what I'm trying to say is... Khan, Hua, Quan... She's like, oh, like, her dad died fighting the Covenant and like Chief didn't save him and also apparently Master Chief murdered her like assassinated her mom so she already has history and knows who he is uh, like when fighting the insurrectionists and he's like trying to like be better and like help her to not quite make amends but like find out who he is it doesn't it doesn't really work for me. He's just sort of there. Really, she offers zero uh like she offers nothing to the plot actor. Not exactly nothing to the plot. She offers nothing to the team. Uh she's squishy. So, you know, she can't exactly, you know, take a hit, so she has to be protected. Um pretty sure she she picks up a gun like once, like she. So we never really get to see if she can like actually shoot or anything. I mean, her reaction when being attacked by the Covenant was to run the fuck away, which, to be fair, reasonable reaction. But like, she can't really fight. She can't really, you know, she has to be protected. She doesn't really. She can't fly anything. She has like no knowledge of any of the artifacts or anything. So she's just sort of there. She's meant to be like, oh, the person we can connect to for Chief to protect. As she's literally as, uh, the Baby Yoda of the Halo show. She's basically the Baby Yoda, yeah. As far as uh, you know, he you know he's your he's your ride. He's your Pelican pilot. He takes you to and from missions, drops off equipment for you. So there's already he's got that going for him. But uh, especially since they finally actually managed to to like pick up on the emotional loss of Cortana in Halo 4 and the whole deal with her in Halo 5 that they basically went, oh yeah, we totally resolved it off-screen, don't worry. <laughs> they literally just like, alright, 
We're just gonna act like Halo 5 never happened. That actually takes a lot of minerals for a company to basically disavow an entire numbered entry in their franchise. Uh, but you know, he has to be protected, but you know, he also offers things to the team and he actually kind of he and Chief have a moment where Asparza, you know, reveals how he's like, oh, you know, I'm I'm actually just a coward, you know, survivor's guilt. Uh, family's dead. I failed to protect them. I failed to protect everyone in the infinity. The deaths of thousands of people is weighing on my conscience. Conscience. And Chief's like, I know how you feel, man. You know, pats him on the back. And he's like, Chief, you're a walking tank that people worship as a god who single-handedly saved this galaxy from multiple threats on multiple occasions. When have you ever failed at anything? And Chief's just like, well, you know, I don't exactly have many friends, and my only friends all died because I couldn't protect them either. They just have a moment, and they actually, you know, grow from Asparza constantly, like, like, Chief, I can't help you in this situation. And Chief's like, just drop me off nearby. I'll take care of the rest. To actually, like, having a having an emotional bond. It's also helpful, actually, because uh, I've been calling him Sparse this entire time. Uh, you don't know his name until the end of the game. You literally just call him by his call sign, Echo 216, the entire game. And so he it's kind of like the reverse thing of if you name it, you get attached to it, where either like, oh, like we're not going to name him, so don't get attached. But then you become attached, and at the end, you actually get his name. It's like, oh, yeah. You know. We finally found out the puppy's name. <laughs> and then he and Chief hug, and Chief doesn't really know where to put his hands, because I'm pretty sure it's the first hug he's ever received since he was six years old. So the, so the point is that the, uh, the Baby Yoda character in the show is not good. No. <laughs> and Bro Hammer is so much better. Bro hammer for life. <laughs> I mean, there is there is the possibility that uh, Quan will grow into a similar role. I guess. But uh, just based on what you've told me and what I have read about the series, it's it's not very likely. No, um, that's not. It. I really think calling her the baby Yoda, or maybe like the Ellie. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of... I don't want to say that they just ripped off the Mandalorian. I actually do want to give them at least somewhat more credit than that. But you can see that it's it's kind of like DC constantly trying to catch up to Marvel. Where they're like, there's already an established successful thing. And they want to reach the established a successful point. Without having to go through the busy work in between. Yeah. Um... I guess another point of comparison for her would be like Ellie from uh, The Last of Us. I yeah, think, I think her name's Ellie. Yeah, but it yeah, is Ellie. Yeah, the the tagalong kid who humanizes the protagonist and makes him less gruff, and I, I believe the term for the character archetype uh, of the the dad character in that relationship is the uh, big hairy dad. <laughs> 
I think that I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yes. At least Ellie actually, even she, uh, was vaguely useful in The Last of Us. Uh, it's been a long time since I played that game, but like you had a switchblade, and she would use it if like she was directly threatened, and she would like occasionally distract enemies for you. So she wasn't even completely useless. Yeah. Oh, also, I've so those who know about Halo probably know that Master Chief pretty much never takes off his helmet. Yes, it's they have for twenty years refused to show him without his helmet on. Uh in Halo One actually, when he takes his helmet off at the end, like people would like use console commands to free the camera because you couldn't see it because he was like sitting down and you could only see uh like from behind the chair to move around. And when he takes off his helmet, he has another helmet on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> they knew people were going to look and they didn't want people to see. In Halo 2, he puts on his helmet just as the camera's panning up so no one gets to see anything. It was considered a huge significant thing when in Halo 4, at the end, in the legendary ending, you have to beat the game on legendary difficulty. Uh they will show you a brief glimpse of his eyes. And that's what I actually sent you earlier. Oh, okay. That's what that is. Yeah, I was that, very confused. That is that is what you get to see if you beat the game on legend, Legendary. I mean, considering all the times we've been teased, that's, that's basically a full-page spread. Uh, I mean, yeah, he does, like, you know, take it off around other people. Like, he almost never takes it off if he doesn't have to. Because for Spartans, it's it's basically like a second skin to them. Uh, they were, they were, it was built for them. It, it, it amplifies their already amplified muscles. To the point where if you take it off, it's kind of like if you wore moon shoes your entire life and then suddenly had to walk like a normal person. And the reason why he takes it off is actually really fun, too. Uh, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to take off my helmet now. Like, Quan is holding a battle rifle on him. And he's like, ah, you know, I'll shoot you if you... I don't trust you, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to threaten to shoot you. And Chief just like, I'm wearing solid titanium. You won't even scratch the paint. Then he takes off his helmet and like, you're going to have to shoot me up here. I'm like, Chief the fuck she probably she, like she might shoot you she's an insurrectionist they've been fighting the government for decades the, the insurrection in halo has stolen nuclear weapons before all right like in the games like, like the UNSC in the series is depicted as like really like the kind of like bad and authoritarian which they are in the game but the insurrectionists aren't any better <laughs> aren't any better in canon they're like also like really shitty people uh but apparently in this the insurrectionists are fine i i've only watched one episode but they've they haven't like they're like oh like the the unsc is bad and they're gonna just execute people for no reason because it makes it convenient for them and like insurrectionists good because they want independence and freedom like yeah, and uh, you remember that time they stole, like, three nukes? 
Nah, come on. That's that's not canon to the show. That hap that happened like decades ago. It doesn't help that again we have no idea when canon this is, because also the UNSC and the insurrectionists, like, like I said, like about halfway through, not even the Covenant War, basically got together and said, "All right, guys, it's the fate of the human race. Peace, peace." And like, all right, cool. Let's just all fight the Covenant together. Which is kind of what they're like going for. Like, oh, we're going to like establish peace. And she's like, I'm going to tell everyone that, that you are the person who massacred my entire village because reasons. I, I honestly don't know why Quan refused to do that other than because like you and see bad. Again, it doesn't really make sense because before, like, the Covenant War was even, like, fully known to the populace, uh, UNSC and insurrectionists already started working together on occasions to fight the Covenant. Because they fought as, like, a shadow war trying to before it became, like, public. It's weird. Uh... Actually, I wanted to mention this like 10 minutes ago, but we got sidetracked. Uh, another good, I guess, emotional crutch character is the replacement goldfish for Cortana in Halo Infinite called Weapon, who's literally an exact copy of Cortana. That's not facetiousness. It's explicitly said they created her to be an exact copy of Cortana. And again, my first reaction was, Dear God, they're literally just going to ignore the past two Halo games <laughs> as much as possible. But no, it's actually like she, like Chief, actually doesn't trust her because you know she's a exact copy of Car of Cortana, but she's not Cortana. And also, you know, if you one of the things that I actually bother mentioning from Halo Five, Cortana went evil. And started killing like tens of thousands of people across the galaxy. So Chief doesn't trust her. She doesn't know this. They're keeping the secret from her. Uh, no one trusts. No one trusts Weapon because, like, oh, she's just a copy of Cortana. Infinite manages to successfully integrate a new Cortana replacement and a you know squishy support character that has to be protected uh, without it feeling like forced. I mean, it, in the beginning, I thought it was to be forced, but it it just comes across as, as organic and natural somehow. It, I'm sorry, but Halo Infinite just defied my expectations in just about every way. So I guess the point of this is don't watch the Halo TV show. Just go play Halo Infinite play Halo Infinite. Um, pick up the Master Chief Collection if you can. Um, Halo 1 is always fantastic. Uh, well, Halo Reach was... It's it's kind of bleak in tone, which it's supposed to be, because it's set during the darkest days of the Human Covenant War. The fall of Reach. Um, it's not a spoiler, because I'm pretty sure they literally show it at the beginning of the game, if I remember correctly. Uh, that your player character dies at the end. And it's all in service of getting the plot to where it was at the beginning of Halo 1. 
And it really does make the line from Cortana at the beginning of Halo 1, where she tells Keys not to sacrifice himself because too many people have already died for this war. It really puts it into context. Just how many people she's talking about. And then in Halo 1, Chief is the last survivor of the entire expedition, except for a few other people that managed to survive, but they, we don't find out about that until Halo 2. But at the end, it's really just, as Kirkana says, nothing left but dust and echoes. And it's just sailing off to rejoin the fight, not knowing what to do with the war now, because you stopped the flood at that point, and you prevented the Covenant from getting the weapon, but humanity's still losing. And then Halo 2, you know, Earth Orbit, you're back. You replaced your, your armor with shiny new armor, and it's going to be better, and, like, everything's, like, hopeful, like, yeah, you know, we're going to send you back out, they're going to take the fight to the Covenant. What's that coming out of Slipspace? Oh, that's the Covenant. <laughs> and they arrive at Earth, and they start attacking and massacring as many people as they can find, as they are one to do. And they dig up the Ark, and then you have to fight them, and you encounter the Gravemind, and you lose Cortana. And then the game ends with you falling back down to Earth from orbit. And that leads to Halo 3 with the whole motto of finish the fight. And you get back up, you pick up your gun, you team up with the Arbiter, you beat the shit out of the Covenant, beat the shit out of the Gravemind, you get Cortana back, you beat the shit out of Guilty Spark, you blow up the Halo, you have one last awesome Warthog run. The Halo, the original Halo trilogy is a masterpiece. And I'm going to include, like, Halo Reach in that. Sorry, just... Halo 4 picked up with like, oh, like, it's later. Uh, actually, it didn't pick up with, oh, it's later. It picked up with, at the end of Halo 3, you're left drifting in space. Chief goes into cryo-sleep, because, you know, people will die otherwise. And his last words to Cortana are just, wake me when you need me. And they end up, they're drifting towards some mysterious planet. Then Halo 4 picks up, you drifted to the planet. It's four years later, Cortana's dying. UNSC Infinity shows up, shit's fucked, didact, stuff happens. Yeah. Halo 5. Cortana died at the end of Halo 4, but now Cortana's back because she found the... She literally first does the Waters of Life. It's magical forerunner juice that makes AI live. But it also turned her evil, and now she's in control of an army of forerunner machines, and she's gonna take over the galaxy. The game ends with you, like, running from her in the infinity, like, hoping to find a way to stop her. And then they say, forget everything that just happened <laughs> for Halo Infinite. I don't Halo know is, uh, is, is a roller coaster ride of <laughs> yeah. emotions. I mean, I don't know if it's just me. Like, Halo 4, with Cortana dying and all that, like, I could see that as the next story, that stuff. But then Halo 5 yeah. just... It, it feels like it completely invalidates a whole lot of the uh, core themes of the franchise. Halo 5 was basically a middle finger, I think, to just about everything in Halo. 
Um, wow. <laughs> uh, the gameplay was, I mean, it wasn't like awful, but it was just so bland and uninspired. Uh, Halo 4 was kind of bad and uninspired too, but at least had a vaguely interesting story going on. Uh, it, it's, it was the one that where they decided to try and make it multiplayer co-op uh, focused, where each each uh, level you alternate between two teams of four. You have blue team, led by Master Chief, that's gone rogue. So you have three three other Spartan characters. And then it's Spartan Locke and his three other Spartan four tagalongs who are hunting down the Chief because he went rogue. It's just... I think people jokingly post like lore accurate uh, 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 Master Chief versus Spartan Locke fights, and just has him take his Master Chief taking Locke's head off and having fun. <laughs> I'm not saying that's that's really what should have happened, but I mean Locke stood no chance against Master Chief. Yeah, but they have to show like, oh, like you know, Locke is tough enough to stand with uh, to stand against him. So he manages to like land the only punch, but the punches in that fight have no weight. I'm sorry, I'm ranting about Halo Five now. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's, let, let's cut that off before before it grows nerve endings. No, we're we're not going to talk about Halo Five anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's well, some other Halo games, uh, Halo Wars. They're RTS for uh, games. They're not bad, as I hear. A lot of books. I read some of the books. How are the books? Uh, they're books. Fair enough. I, they're they only really make sense if you if you play if you, if you're like a Halo fan. So yeah, that makes it's, sense. The most memorable one to me is Ghosts of Onyx. I think that's what it's called. That's the one that introduces the Spartan threes. Oh, cool. And it also explains like where Halsey and Blue Team land in the. Between all the other games where Chief is like the last Spartan that why suddenly they're back. But anyway, yeah, um I think you've covered a pretty good uh breadth of Halo material. I think I have. Uh there's really nothing more I can say without just being like, uh well and then the gunplay in this specific section was fun and the gunplay in this other specific section was not as fun. Uh, the flood rocket launchers in the library level of Halo 1 can get fucked. Um, <laughs> I think there's not a person on the planet who will disagree with me on that. <laughs> but yeah, Halo, it, the franchise began in November 2001. We're talking about a 20-year-old franchise, almost 21-year-old franchise. Uh, the fact that it's still going and still like as we very recently saw can have good games still that like actually like are amazing. And also it's it's actually kind of weird that they took until now to have a proper like anything adaptation. Like, there was Halo Legends, which was basically the Star Wars visions of Halo. It was uh, alright. I was saying it was made by like anime studios. Yeah, no, I know. Legends. I'm okay. saying that I watched it and it, it was alright. <laughs> Uh, and then there was Halo 4, Forward Unto Dawn, 
a short series they made, which has better production values than the actual TV series they made, like, five years later. Really? Yes. Wow. And at least the guy they hired, the, like, voice chief in that one actually bothered to try and sound like chief. Hmm. But, whatever. It's Halo. It's yeah. one of the bedrock of modern gaming. Um, well, uh, we have a chance here if you want to indulge in a bit of deep lore. <laughs> if I want to indulge in a bit of deep lore. All right. Uh, I think we got a little time. So what do you want to know about Halo? <laughs> I don't know. What do you know? Uh, okay. So. Just, just one topic. We don't want to be here I, forever. I mentioned. Uh. I, so I mentioned the whole like humans were proclaimers because Forerunner gave us the mantle responsibility and all that. I never explained why. Because it's a long story. So I'm going to explain why. So the Forerunners destroyed the Precursor, which had created the Forerunner. And so the Precursors, in order to survive, like turned themselves into space juice dust stuff that would mutate into the flood. That's that's important to know. Put a pin in that. Uh, and then they fucked off in a dark world. So then you have all these like new these all these interstellar empires split up in the wake of the precursors. You had the forerunners, uh, and you had like the the most important one is the ancient human uh, space empire. And I I say human. It technically it was like this like various proto-humans, like not just like modern humans, but also included like various other uh, hominid species. That's not important. The important thing is humans. Humans, good. Uh, and also the like the proto-prophets were in there. They're not important. Um, so the flood invade the galaxy. See, and they reproduce by spores. They consume all uh, life to reproduce. They're basically... I was going to say the flood from Halo, but I... <laughs> Sorry, it's just, I, I feel like the flood is so well known at this point that they're what you compare things to. Uh, so they, they, they start devouring the galaxy. And so humanity is all like, uh, not on our fucking watch. <laughs> Those are our planets. So they start fighting back against the flood. And to fight against the flood, they have to purge like infected flood areas. That includes Forerunner territory that's been infected. They have to like invade Forerunner territory, get resources to fight the flood. And uh, they win. Humans win. They defeat the flood. They drive them back into dark space. Uh, but they're so weakened that the Forerunner are able to crush and uh, take over all of like, human space. And they're like, ha ha, stupid humans. This week we're fighting the Forerunner. So they devolve humans back into like proto humans. And then the Flood come back. And so the four are like, alright, we got this. And so they fight them. And it doesn't go so well. Like, oh shit, we don't got this. Shit, how did the humans do this? Crap, they're not intelligent anymore. How do we do this? Like, wait, wait, wait. They eat life, right? So in order to stop this, we should purge the galaxy of all life. And then someone's like, that's a terrible plan. And the four are like, we know, but 
but we're going to do it anyway. So, in order to stop the flood, they construct the halos, which are these space-borne super weapons that can purge like all life in like a 10,000 light-year radius around them. And they scatter them throughout the galaxy. And they're like, all right, after we do this, we, we don't deserve to run the galaxy anymore. We are, we are evil, bad people for doing this. Uh, maybe those humans can be trusted to, like, run shit once, <laughs> run shit when we're gone. So they, they, make hu they give humans the mantle of responsibility over the galaxy that they had claimed for themselves. And they hide them away on Earth, and they protect them. Uh, along with some of the other races that get, like, scattered around and protected. But humans get the mantle. That's the important thing. And then they fire the halos, and it purges the galaxy of all life, but it doesn't fully defeat the flood, because the Gravevine is the hive master over all the flood, and he controls everything. He's not there. He exists like out. He's not in the galaxy proper. So the Forerunner kill all themselves, except for some of them that disagree with the decision. But those are actually even more assholes than the regular Forerunner. Uh, that's like the diagonal and stuff. That's from different Halo games. Um, so they gave humans the mantle. Humanity grew up and they're like, yeah, like humanity, like we go out into the stars. This is like normal us humans. Uh, we never found the Ark, which was the teleporter device that took you into like the part of space where they made the Halos. That's not important. Well, it is important, but it's not important to this conversation. Uh, and then all the, but there are all the other Forerunner artifacts. And the other species found them and they worshiped them as gods. And then the prophets, they formed the covenant by saying, We are the prophets. We will deliver you on a great journey to ascend like the Forerunner did. And then when they find the halos, like, This is how they ascended to godhood. Or, like, more godhood. Actually, I think that's, I think that's, uh, why human? Yeah, so why humans got the mantle of responsibility? Because we're sufficiently violent to fight the flow without having to resort to destroying the entire galaxy in the process. Any questions? <laughs> None right now. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Well, I think we could talk more Halo Deep lore another time. <laughs> uh, but until next time, I have been Lyle. And I have been Eli. And this has been Anime Stroganoff. <laughs>